Hey everyone, this is our Dune Part 2 Super Special in Two Parts in One Episode of a Podcast. Sounds confusing, but what you'll be getting in this episode is first us recording our way, a recording our recap of the first Dune movie on our way to the new Dune movie, and then you'll get the full breakdown of Dune Part 2 in this same episode. So strap in for what was a lot of fun with myself and Becky and Lily. Uh, Happy listening. Because only one of us gets to be safe, and I feel like it should be me today. I've done a lot of driving around without seatbelts. Okay. Here we are. I never get a chance in the Uber. Here here we are in the Friday Night Movie Remote Studio, a.k.a. Shy's (laughs) Suburban, on our way to see Dune Part 2. And I'm going to give Lily, who is in quite a state right now, a recap of Dune Part 1 going solely off my memory of having seen it three years ago. Can I try to give give a recap first? Yes. Okay, so there's this kid, his name is Dune. His dad... That That sounds right. Yeah, his dad... Fred Dune, uh, played not, by Os- <laughs> played uh, played by Oscar Isaac, uh, gets sent on a business trip, and doesn't the dad feel like he's got like a real Latino feel to him in the movie? Like I know that Oscar Isaac is what is he Guatemalan? Mm-hmm. Just feel like he had like a flair. Really All right, so Oscar Isaac goes. Oscar Isaac goes on a suit the world. Oscar Isaac goes on a business trip. He gets killed by his colleagues, and then. Dune, and then Dune goes out, and then Dune goes out to live with Zendaya in the desert. It's very close. Okay, so I feel like of the Momoa Aquaman dies. Okay, all right. So people remember bits and pieces, but the important politics to know. Lily loves a movie with really complicated alien politics. Mm. Is that looks like Star Wars? House Atreides, Paul Atreides, Paul of House Atreides. Mm who's the main character, his not family not is sent by the, by the emperor from the water planet they live on that I can't remember the name of it to go take over the desert sand planet and mine the, so the spice. if you will. No, no, no. Someone else, somebody right else had already taken over. It was being run by the Harkonnens, and they're super, super, super evil. But basically, the emperor That's decided. Not the desert people. No, no, it's not the desert it's people. The white painted pasty. Yeah, like the white pasty people. Skarsgård. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stalin, uh, Stalin Skarsgård, right? Yeah, right. I know a lot more than you think. Yeah. So, but the reason that they were sent there is because the emperor was like constructing the demise of House Atreides because feeling like they've just become like too stable, too powerful and they and it's and it's basically a, 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 a trick here. It's like sending them to the planet. So knowing that once the Harkonnens are out, they're gonna try and like destroy and kill well, the entire House of Trades. It's like no, it's like when you're at in the office and you're getting too big for your britches, and someone sends you on this business trip, and they're like, "You're the only one who can do it." And then you get murdered. 
Yeah, it's literally, that's what happens <laughs> in The Godfather, I feel like, all the time. Okay, so it's a similar idea. But there are other elements to know here is that Paul's mother is, is part of, like, uh, kind of like a cult of witches, but they're not really, like, they're it's sort of a cult. Is it? <laughs> well, anyways, and they believe, they, they believe in, like, there's going to be, like, a chosen one, like a messiah. And for like thousands of years, they're waiting for this. And Paul's mother, and Paul's, and Paul's mother, and Paul's mother believes that. Can we? I need to go back a beat. Hold on. And Paul's mother believes that he is that chosen one. Oh, like from birth. Is she his real mom? She's his. No, no, no. She's his real mom. But she always Um, knew in her. She she feels that he is the one. Or that, or Charlotte Rampling. Who? Wait, how many times have you seen this movie? <laughs> just, just once at home. But Charlotte Rampling is the sci- like the bad Scientologist. I she's think like I think the, you know more than I do at this she's point. She's the cult, and she's like kind of bad. And is that the old lady witch? Yeah. Well, and she's like, like he, the thing he about is the missile? the thing about the thing about these they're 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 basically advisors to the different planets or kingdoms or whatever, and they have some kind of like mind control powers, and maybe they're a little evil, but they they it's not that they're evil. I think so much as they have their own like agenda that they're working towards, which is this whole idea of like they're a messiah. Um, but but are, is is Team Ferguson the mom? Is her cult okay with him being like they're on board with it's controversial it's controversial okay and this and i think some of the people at the on the sand planet what's the sand planet called tatooine tatooine (laughs) um believe also believe also believe okay yes lily checked imdb no one nobody questioned you arrakis yes there we go and arrakis some of them like they do believe that he is like that Okay, the prophecy is about him. It's something I don't understand politically. The scars guards. Who just says you're? Oh, you're not in power anymore. There's an emperor above them. Um, okay. So there's like there's these okay. different houses that control the planets, and, and then there's like the emperor and Atreides yeah. is in because they and assume they it's them. just going to be the demise of the. Atreides. And they basically are like, first of all, they're not going to be able to survive on Arrakis, uh, uh, mining the sand because it's so dangerous and for the spice for the for the spice What's which the spice what, called? it's called spice oh. and it allows like intergalactic travel or whatever. Um, so they were like Arrakis Atreides. Let's just call this spice it's too many words <laughs> but i think they did us a favor um turmeric. T- vlad says it's just turmeric um and the spice like has like how really knows what turmeric is <laughs> it's, but it's very anti-inflammatory it anti-inflammatory but <laughs> but no one really knows like does anyone know um and so oh wait and so like Part of the prophecy for the for the people of Arrakis, like the 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 locals, the indigenous people of Arrakis, is that like this outsider would come, but he would like be like he would know their customs and their ways without ever having to learn them, and like Paul is like kind of able to very easily adapt to being on Arrakis, and there's all these like signs that he could be the messiah, like the, basically the messiah, and essentially. Like, here's where we're at at the start of the new movie is that at, at the end of the first one, the Harkonnens attack. That's the Scars Guard. That's a, the, the white, the pale white. 
Nikki Bull, like the you know the, the ball, Austin the, now the, the Austin, Austin yeah, a of the group. they attack, they kill Oscar Isaac, um, and Paul and his mom have to escape. Paul and his, his mom, mom is okay. they escape, they end up like lost in the desert. That's very complicated. They find Aquaman. Aquaman dies. I don't know what happens they, to Josh Brolin. Hide, Josh they, Brolin is missing. Okay, I have two things to say. But One is, I remember they, like, hide in a special tent all night, surviving. Yeah, there's all these, like, special sand um, tricks. tricks and gear you that you have. You know who doesn't fit in this movie? Who? Josh Brolin. I'm sorry. I love. <gasps> I feel like he really does fit. Well, I feel. Book. I you feel like. Book. I didn't read the book. I feel like Aquaman doesn't fit. He's oh, not, such a weird one of fit. Them fit in this but Josh movie. Brolin fits. Okay, you you find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read the book, yeah. so I and don't I, know. And I do he think. Just seems like I mean, honestly, Oscar Isaac seemed out of place. No, but I think Timothy Chalamet is perfectly cast. Oh, that's for, fine. For that's Paul. fine. But um, but I just there's certain like actors that I'm like the cast. But basically. They're on the like the run, and they the end mom up the mom and Paul, and they end up like confronting a group of the what, what would be the correct term for the Arrakis people? people, Iraqians, Fremen, Fremen. Oh, the Fremen. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what they're called. No, it's, they're called Fremen. Okay, but that's ridiculous because it's just Freemen. No, I but like, I think they're called Fremen in the book. I mean, Wait, what's oh, uh, oh, it's the sorry, Vlad doesn't, he doesn't want to be recorded. Sorry, well, we'll edit that out, but you know what? We won't because he never listens, so he okay. won't know either it's way. Fine. But, but you know who does weirdly seem like they should be in the movie? <laughs> what did he say? What did he, say? he said, What's the name of this podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Um, like, I feel like you know. Uh, Javier Bardem. People were like, he should be in this. But he is. I He's know. the leader of the Fremen. Yeah. Oh my god. He's so out of place too. No, I think he makes lots of sense. Anyway, does he make? But lots the of point. Sense? He's from a oh my god, I'm trying to explain. <laughs> Well, I don't think he's from Arrakis, Lily. No one's saying he. No one's saying that like the part should have gone to like an indigenous Arrakis person. I'm not sure they did. I just don't know if this casting is authentic. Okay, but the whole. (laughs) (laughs) But the but the point the point that I want to make is that Zendaya's cast amazing. I don't. I actually don't remember, but maybe. She's but um, so awesome. I but I love Rebecca Ferguson in it. But um, well, that's good. No, that like it ends. So him and his mom end up confronting this like group of fremen, or as Lily calls them, freemen. Well, not, not what they're, they're called. And he basically has to fight to the death with one of them, and he doesn't want to, and he keeps like. Basically allowing the what? This happened in the movie or is this in the book? Because no, I no, this know. is the ending of the movie. He has to do that like hand to hand combat basically with this guy and Adam makes him. No, the guy challenges him. I'm pretty sure the guy challenges him and like in their custom, it would have to be to the death. And Paul keeps on like trying not to kill him because he's not. You know, that's like he's, he's never killed before. He's never killed before. But he's a prince. But like. Paul has the ability to like just sort of see the future a little bit, right? Isn't that part of it? Or like glean the future? He has like premonitions. Yeah, he's, he's tripping on spice the entire time. He's tripping he's on spice. Yeah, but he's a lightweight. No, but he can kind of like he has he have like these like little premonitions and he and he ends up beating the guy in this fight as much as he doesn't want to kill him. And so essentially like the Fremen accept him and his mom as part of their tribe. As part of their like community so he's at that drugs? point he like or, uh, yeah the spice to him is like a psychedelic okay 
But he can see the future. Yeah, and by the way, when you live out in the desert or in the caves or wherever they live, amongst the spice, your eye, like your the, the whites of your eyes turn blue. So it's just like a little detail when you're like, why is everyone's eyes like a weird color? It's just part of like the... Anyway, so that's where we are at the start of this movie. So he's accepted movie. into their culture, but you're missing out He's on... accepted into, like, their Now time, the, the Fremen have to fight... I don't know guys? who the... Yeah, I don't Josh know Josh Brolin somehow is still alive. He's going to be alive. And there's going to be more bad guys. But I... So that's it. That's okay, all I remember. Austin Butler. Question, question, question. Okay. Yeah, I want to know... Okay. Austin Butler, Batista, and the guy who had the giant Batista's bug nice? growing out of his butt... At the, in the in the first movie, Scar-Star? where are they in all of this? A butt growing out of his butt. Yeah, there was a guy who like raised himself up in the air. No, that's Skarsgård. He's like the emperor, he's like the head the of he's he's not the emperor. He's the head no, of the I mean, like, the Star leader Wars, of the Harkonnens. Like like yeah. yeah. So yeah. A hundred percent. He is. What, I, tell me again when this movie was made because in 1987 in GI Joe the movie they had a bad guy voiced by Burgess Meredith called Galobulus, and I swear he looks just like this guy in this movie. But I don't know when Which one was came written. Let me check. I do. I don't know. Anyways, that's our. Wait, but now we have new characters. Florence. Bleh. I don't know who any of the new characters are. I'm just. I was giving you. This is not. I was not giving the you the movie. recap of the first movie. So for anyone who's listened to this. Um, I also recommend you like read an official recap or like watch no, a recap video because I, might, you, I I cannot guarantee the accuracy of this Dune part one recap, but we're very excited to see part two and let's just hope it's a better outcome than The Last Jedi. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I don't think we but can Josh handle. Isaac was also in. Well, oh already, yeah. He doesn't have. So, like, yeah. Oh, there's a third movie. What? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a third. Yeah, there's movie. more Dune. Yeah, there's All more right. Dune. All right. Oh. Goodbye. We'll, re- we'll, we'll, we'll report back. All right. It's getting very messy. I'm trying to, oh. to land the plane here. There's <laughs> lots of people talking Bye. over me. We'll it's check in again thing. after. I tell you, oh. it's, a good thing you, it's a good thing you told me because I was walking into this thinking this was the conclusion and I was going to be very confused. No. All right. Well, we'll report back after we see it. All right. Goodbye. Bye. What is happening? <laughs> Did she literally turn a kettle on and then walk out of the room? <laughs> is she making more coffee? Does she not? Does she think the coffee's silent? No, you can see the sound waves of it. Look. Oh no, they're not so bad. Here okay. we are okay. at the okay. Friday night movie yeah, coffee shop. Okay. This is what the seats sounded like in that movie theater. <laughs> I find that very uncomfortable. I'm not a fan. Becky, that, tell them was it a vibrator room. or was that just the Vlad bass? said that he thought that it was on. It, it's on purpose. Yeah, I think. Oh, that like the a, seats like are a, tied. It was like a, a roller coaster. It's like ride. a smell-o-vision thing. No, I I think that. Okay, we'll start. We'll discuss. What would smell-o-vision be like for spice? Turmeric. Turmeric. Yeah. Well, no one knows how it smells because no one's ever seen it. <laughs> Should I do a clap? That's no, fine. Here we are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. You will have already heard our pre-Dune 2, Part 1, Part 2, Dune Part 2, Part Part 1 podcast, which was on the drive. It's really Dune Part 1 recap. It's a Dune Part 1 recap. Slash making things up. And I do think that 
there were a lot of there's going to be lots of spoilers in this. Like, first of all, I was sort of joking when I said that the main character's name is Dune. The big reveal at the end of this movie that like solidifies Atreus' rule <laughs> over all the people Paul is Grady? when he says, "I know the name of the planet now," and all the names are like super complicated. No, he got, and then he goes no, worse. He Dune. Asked, he asks some guy, and he's like. You know, like about the planet and like some guy in the crowd is like, we will revert back to the original name and all the names are so hard to pronounce. And he's just like, what was the name of the original planet? Dune. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that being said, maybe he was translating to English for him. That being said, I think this movie is amazing and seeing it in the Dolby Atmos screen, which Becky always insists on, it was... So it was like a physical experience. Like I just came back from Disneyland, Disney World. Sorry. Hold on, Allie's coffee's ready. Uh, it could also be the dishwasher, which he also started right before we started. Maybe she turned the oven on too. Yeah. Uh, Disney. It, it was. It wasn't. Put it this way: Who turned to me? Was it Lily or Allie? Someone turned to me during the movie and said. Where's the Disney ride of this worm riding stuff? Me. Yeah, because amazing. that this is one of those moments where you see something in the movies and I was like, I've never seen something like this before. This is amazing. It was a physical experience. Every time one of those worms came on the screen and it went like, Duh, my whole body vibrated it. I mean, like literally, because I think the seats were vibrating, but right. it was, it. Oh, okay. It, <laughs> I thought that was just the, the low it's note. It's not the brown note. okay. Yes, the story, it, the story, and the acting, and all that is fantastic. But it's an experience. This film, like you're sitting there for two hours and forty five minutes, but you are you are immersed in in a whole other world, and it's it's so beautiful and terrifying and creepy, and I, it's. I I love it. I just love every minute of it. I was soaking it in. And I have, you know, what's funny though, is that there's, you know, it, it's incredibly beautiful. The visuals are stunning, the effects and all that. But the scene that stuck with me the most that I can't stop thinking about, it's the first thing I talked to Lily about this morning is again, lots of spoilers is the- Wait, fu- can I guess? Oh yeah. Was it when they sucked the- uh, juice out of the oh, baby worm. Ew. No, ew. Was no. it when the but that was blob, so gross. the blob guy went in the hot tub? Oh, I hate those scenes too. Uh, no, uh, oh, I loved like, all those like, scenes. No, no, I, I love them, like, but like they're amazing. so gross. Job of the scars guard. Job of the scars guard. Um, no, it was the fight scene at the end. The final fight scene. Yeah, the final fight scene. I just eat. You see so many fight scenes, right? It's very hard to make one the look or feel movie are really good. Look or feel original or or surprising or exciting and and it was I just this I thought it was the fight between Elvis and Willy Wonka. Yeah, between Elvis and Willy Wonka at the end. I just thought it was so it there was something about it that was different. Uh, the speed at which they fight, the sound effects, the way that it's shot, uh, part in that silhouette and part in those really tight close-ups. It it, and the I, I just it's so rare to see a fight scene that feels fresh and exciting and you think you know what's gonna happen, but at the same time it catches you off guard. I'll say like this. how it's like how do you even achieve that these days? Because I didn't know I don't know the story. 
And you did say this was the second part of the I movie. I think that's important to mention. I don't think people realize, and it's really important going into it, because otherwise you're like, well, Wait, how long is this movie going to be? During that fight scene, they did such a good job with the tension that I was like, maybe this is the end. Uh, yeah. No, but no. I also but thought... two of at least three. Uh, but also, well, there's like 24 books. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. but I think they're only doing like the first like two Right, I think it's the first two, two and the books. second book is divided into two movies. Yeah. And so three. the... The thing is, is when Harry when Potter of I, the Dune, I th- movies. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? This is the kind. If this is how they're dividing a book into two, I'm on board. You're like, this is my new Star Wars. This, uh, it's not my no, new Star Wars because not, okay. So I think, I will, but I will say there are a few things since Star Wars in 19 what was it 79 that it came out 77 77. I think that there are a few movies like in space this well done. This like, this epic. So here or planets so or whatever. The, like, I, I also thought so though, when they yeah. were about to fight, I was ready for them to be like, "All right, like, you know," when they agree that they're gonna and then it's gonna it. end. I thought it was gonna be like credits, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, no, it ended on a great note. Uh, this, I think, the way I can't, I don't enjoy Empire Strikes Back because oh, as I a kid, as a kid, it's like traumatizing the end of that movie. I love when the Ewoks come in and win in Return of the Jedi, but as an adult. This one, ha- like this middle section of this story is so incredibly interesting. Mm. And while there are lots of familiar things, you could just call this Game of Thrones in space. It's, it does, it just is better and I all think around. One of the reasons that it's better is because while there's politics, it's very simple. Well, so you get I, to okay, focus okay, on wait, the This is action. what I wanted to say. They, I just read some, you know, one, like the reviews are overall very good. And, but one review was like a lot warmier and politically dense. Like, like not, it's not that so politically like, dense at like, all. Warmier, it's very simple. That's a plus. But two, this like political, whatever. Here's the thing. If you've watched Oppenheimer, <laughs> there is nothing <laughs> dense after that. Like, <laughs> I can uh, I can follow along the political strategies of this world of Dune a thousand times I, better than well, Star Wars. I find it simpler than the politics of right. of all these well, others. And it's same like, things with and, Game of Thrones. I actually think and that once Game you, of like, Thrones. Sit there and listen about photons imploding for three hours. This is very simple. Also, Game of Thrones and Succession have made it very have trained us culturally to understand it's, got it there's an emperor there needs to be a marriage someone might betray someone we no, got it's it. like there's an emperor one house he didn't like one house so he set the other one up to kill them all but all right great it's shakespeare now let's it's see it's shakespeare. like king lear or whatever but and the point is there's secret the, lineage but also i think of a, a mm, very cool thing about this movie which makes it better than the first one i do think this movie is better than the first. Oh, i 100 percent agree but i do think it's better than the first agree. one is is because a well, this happens in both, but I do like this overall about Dune. It's on one planet. We're in one location. Sometimes it's hard in these movies where you're bopping around to all these different places yeah. all the time and you don't get to be in this place. You really feel like you spent three hours on this planet. Yeah. That's one. That's amazingly immersive. Two is that it's outdoors. Like it's in the environment of the planet. A lot of the first movie... It's a lot of like inside the fortresses and stuff. This I felt like we were like exposed to elements the whole time. It was just a very at the very end. There's a chunk indoors, but otherwise, it's you really feel like you're there. It's quite impressive. Plus, I I live in a place where they don't have modern movie theaters, so 
I know you guys are all used to it, but I, I do have to You don't to go say, to the Dolby Atmos for every movie. No, but no. that's more than the sound, because I, I I was a bit stressed by the seat moving. It like no, bothered but, me, oh, so but, but was the picture. Like, so I beautiful. have never seen something like that on a screen like that. that it was so beautiful. It, oh is it a God. hot take to say Dolby Atmos is way better than IMAX? Oh, IMAX yeah, is just, yeah, like, super loud. It just, I, it, IMAX and, is and loud, and it's just a big IMAX screen. IMAX makes you, like, want to barf. It's too big. If I don't need a screen If that a big. film is not shot for IMAX, as in, like, in not just in the size format, but in the style of what makes IMAX particular like stuff on the side, which is like a lot of lateral movements. Right. Uh, and, and I don't need that. And right. I, I find it the same thing. I find it's just very large and a bit barfy. Right. Where and this, it's too loud as opposed to being like the size proper. of normal theaters that we went to. It was a big one. It was a big one, but it I didn't mean, have screen, the it's very large and it's very beautiful. It's like, the the color the, cl- the clarity it's gorgeous I, I have another hot take that I read but I don't agree with but someone also was saying this is Zendaya's movie now Zendaya forever mm-hmm. she's incredible and I do think she carries such an important th- thread throughout the movie but it's both like I, I mean, mean it's Sha- I mean, Chalamet, Chalamet is, is anchoring also, it. he's and Ferguson. And Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson. Oh my God. I do think the three, three of them. them carry the film together evenly. I but don't think it's only her movie. His, even though she's amazing. His trajectory from the start of the film to the ending is when you have three hours, you can really get into someone's arc. You can really get, you really get a start, but it really right, three people, three hours. Three, right. No, but you really feels not like just earned, but you have gone on this psychological, emotional journey with him and where he is at the end, you're like, you understand you're there with him. I I, want to say about that is that even though it's two hours and 45 minutes and at point I was points, I was like, I didn't feel long at points. I felt like this is long, but again, watch Oppenheimer. Not cause I (laughs) doesn't feel long. No, no, not cause I was bored, but what I kept saying to myself in my head, every time I have to pee, should I go? No, I didn't pee once. Oh, I did not want to get up. I didn't want to disclaimer. Miss... We should do a disclaimer to help people. Pee I, I know, when, no, know when to go. go, but I know the exact <laughs> moment if you have to pee when you're not going to miss anything. And, the person and it's like at the halfway point can yeah. tell you what you missed. Yeah. Really so, funny. so, but what I would say is this, is that I felt like, and this is a Denis Villeneuve and maybe the editor, but like it movie is both extremely patient and how they build all of the character stuff. But when they need to make something go fast, they cut, like, they go yeah, fast. Yeah. Like there's a scene where he's going back to the South and he makes the decision to drink the blue water, which you know has been coming from the beginning of the movie. Because in the yeah. beginning of the movie, they say, no man can drink this water. Right. And like, you're like, well, I Show guess me we know. poisonous water in the first yeah. time. <laughs> so what, you know what they don't do? They don't show him walking all the way to the room and making the decision. You knew he was going to make this decision. No, it, it, they for, cut to it him doing it, and it was fast. so smart when they did that because I was like, oh, we've got an hour left. I'm going to have to watch him agonize over this decision. Nope. They went no, and they but, but you're it. right that it's really patient in other 
places. And the character stuff, yeah. but it doesn't but, waste time. But it time. moves where it needs to move because there will be a slower scene and then the cut goes to like almost immediately to action. It though Then it'll slow down a little bit and then it yeah, bumps it, up. It's not paced the same the whole way. It's not slow the entire time. No. And it's actually nice because as you're starting to get like, oh God, are they going to keep talking for a while? No. Okay, we move. I think. I think also, every once in a while they're talking and then someone turns into Gollum. And so it has like the, the mom has the and Gollum like, voice. They're like, wake up, audience. Talking to her. They talking to voice. her. Like talking baby. No, but that's that's like talking the, fetus. The, there's the talking fetus, which we have to put a pin in and get into that in yeah, a second. Don't, don't tell people in Alabama. No, <laughs> definitely not. This yes. movie is about a hero coming back from the dead and living fetuses. Right. Well, <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Let's go back for a second to the voice. That definitely keeps you on your toes because you feel like you're getting yelled at. <laughs> during the so movie. you know the whole thing with the voice that's part of of being one of the Bene Gesserits it's like being one of these priestesses is that they have they can do this sort of mind control voice but it's only women that are the that have this role and that can learn to do it which is why when Paul does it because his mom had taught him the the woman the Reverend Rambling. Rambling. Charlotte Rambling is like blasphemy. That's what she says oh, because he's not, oh. men are not allowed to learn to do this. They're not taught to do this. They shouldn't be able to do it. But so she, she so has the, always she's a believed really interesting character. She has the always, the mom has always believed that he is the, the Messiah, the, the Messiah, that he's the and one. And which is why she, from the time he was young, has been like training and, him. And what I found and very, the, what I found very interesting, it's like illegal in their, practice yeah. it's not or, good. Or yeah. because she's believed that and early in the movie when she's essentially given the choice between death or become the new cult leader she picks the cult leader job to essentially to stay alive well, but and all, to save him and to save him and to make this prophecy come true and all that stuff but there's a certain self-preservation element to it that i found so interesting and then she goes and she's like they when they get into her mindset and it's a little bit expositional because they literally have her talking to her baby fetus and telling you what the plan is which i think they already did a good job explaining but helpful because it makes it easy to recap mm -hmm. when she basically makes a strategy on how she is going to convert the masses mm -hmm. to become his followers and it makes it terrifyingly believable it is well yeah and and, she, and it really play like it makes her character very complex because she's not like doing this thing that she's been doing with her kids since he's young she's not 100 percent good well yeah we really learned like that she paper. comes from also like a bad bloodline we right learned, but like great. on paper you know what i mean and that makes it really interesting that it's not just it's not as simple uh the good force the bad force dark versus light it yeah. is complex the story in terms of what is good and who is good and bad and no, sacrifice and all that that's no I, but like there is a little bit of a raise of palpatine in this movie yeah which like never bothered me much i think it mostly bothered people because they didn't think it was the plan all the time and it was done at the last that's minute the but this was always the part of the story when you find out that she's really a scars guard um <laughs> but Okay, so okay, so but 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 I thought it was exciting. I like those bloodline stories in movies. Mm -hmm. It's very Shakespearean. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's interesting. Like, not everybody's a no one. This whole right. movie's about whether or not bloodlines are important. What I think is also interesting about uh, Paul um, uh, Artemis is that Atreides uh, is that he Wonka Paul his strategy for becoming the Messiah. 
I almost I'm not sure. Does he really not believe it or is he playing think, it down? I think he they starts re- to believe it. I think he starts to believe. I think he I think Becky he doesn't necessarily I don't be- remember. I don't think he necessarily believes it at the beginning, but it's irrelevant because he doesn't want it. So even the if reluctant it is, he's, hero, right, right? Reluctant hand. Like even if it's true or not, he's made the choice that he doesn't want it because it's gonna ultimately a lot of people will die if he does take it. He wants to be with his girlfriend. He's like, I'll just help you. No one will notice. And then when his hand is forced, because his hand is forced Very to last his kingdom. Mom, yeah. When his hand is forced, he's like, Well, I we're doing this. I, I don't I don't remember from the book, but from the movie, what I got was it's irrelevant whether or not he believes he is the one. He knows he has to step into the role to like help sa- to help save the planet from the Harkonnens. That the way that he's going to get his revenge for his father and the way he's going to... Very similar to the Matrix, now that I think about it. Is that he has to step into this role and he has to show people that he believes it, whether or not he really does. Because that's how they're going to be Save. able to, because enough people believe in the prophecy and the emperor will and the Harkonnen, like it's scary enough that if he steps into the, into that role, he can help liberate them from the Harkonnens and the emperor and, the emperor. and then what, you know, but it is, but he has this, these visions of what, what could be to his, come. That's his Dr. Strange. I see multiple. Yeah. He sees multiple. But he sees one outcomes. way through. But he the part that makes me think that he doesn't fully buy into it is that or that he's playing the role of it more than necessarily fully buys into it at this point is again like i spoiler so please really don't listen to it unless you, this does not make sense it. to anyone no is at the end before he makes the the deal with the emperor when he turns to johnny and he's like for as long as i breathe I love you. I'll, I'll, I'll love you. Yeah, he's basically he's saying, saying that, like, I'm doing I'm, this because I'm I doing have. this because I have to, and I'm doing it to help your people like, liberate the planet, but right. it's not. But he's not guaranteeing they're going to end up together. No, Ooh, not at all. He's does, saying we're not. He does he's saying say, I need to go do this. He does say she will eventually get on board, like, you know, that she right. won't hate him. But, um, but she does. She fucking leaves yeah. at the end. That's a great ending well, for her. I, I, I thought that was great, great on many levels because I, I realized they're going to have this galactical holy war coming up. But also, I another version of this to me would be really interesting if the next thing was he conquers the planet and then there's a civil war that happens with all these people that were united. But you have the fundamentalists and you have the non-believers yeah. and you have yeah. the people that are more Marxist, right? Like yeah. they have all these different tribes. Yeah, good luck with... Right, running that place, and mm-hmm. and a massively valuable natural resource yeah. in the middle, in a desert, in a desert, mm-hmm. right? Like and we've so, seen how that plays out in real life. But the we idea have. that what what they believe, the prophecy that they believe, is that once this Messiah returns, he's going to like make the desert bloom, right? He's going to bring, bring gr- water, mm-hmm. which then you would assume the spice would be would be like would disappear or be less, right? Because the spice is out in the sand and the dunes. But if he if he well, turns he it into... He's supposed to bring green. They're supposed to plant trees again. Well, he had a again. dream of an ocean with his he unborn had a sister. dream of an ocean. I don't think you can bring an ocean to a planet. I think it might be the two worlds, his home planet and this planet. Oh, or interesting. Or, or him... Yeah, because I, I don't think... Did, when he ocean. says at the end, well, I'll so take we'll you... I'll, we'll make the planet No, green. but when he says to them... I'll take you to paradise. He goes, I'll take you to paradise. Are they all going back to his home planet? They now? might be. Are they all getting on ships and going to go... 
colonizing no, I, I thought he was gonna. I felt. I thought I mean, he was gonna, gonna do some sort of like mining for water. But he says, "I'll take you to paradise." Yeah, or maybe they're all gonna die. Or, yeah, or maybe there's gonna be like because they're gonna fight war. all the By other the way, planets. How does no one have radiation poisoning after they shot? It was very shot. far. It was very far from where they were. But it <laughs> wasn't that far. <laughs> was, I mean, I guess. They I shot mean, I can three tell you what I, I can tell you what I learned about radiation poisoning from Oppenheimer. Yes, exactly. Well. What would Oppenheimer say? So Oppenheimer would say that the people that were away from the blast. Um, would have been fine. Like then they're watching it from a distance. They have no problem. But the seconds after are the worst seconds of radiation poisoning. And then it diminishes. There's like two types of radiation. One that happens during the blast and then the one happens after. And the one that happens after is very slow. And yeah, I guess if you went to the site, if you were near the site, it's like it's. I guess that's fine. why they don't shoot it at the site and just they, kill they, all they, they of they the bad guys. Because he, he the establishes shield. in that very right. important moment, he goes, "We need the emperor alive." Right. So yeah. he doesn't like the radiation's adjacent. The the, the bomb is adjacent, and it d- disables the shield of the emperor's unit of his like giant spaceship. But they don't actually, and I think they only use three. So he has like another. By the way, 80, like another like night. Yeah. By the okay, way, I have a qu- okay. I, I have questions, and I have two holes to poke, and that mm-hmm. my holes are only because I and assume I have a great they just Easter. need to move the story along. Like I, I get that they just need to move it, but one question is, how long are the Atreides on the planet? The Atreides, it's been probably a total of one year because. Or let no, it's been the whole. She, if you go by the mom's pregnancy, oh, yeah. when the dad dies, they she's had, she's just pregnant. So it's a few like months. A day pregnant, and they had, and they, had they had been there for maybe a few months before, so, three so months, they, six months, not long, not that, more than a like, year. Hidden um, Petra. No, that was already there. No, what do you? The Petra thing with the what, water and that, all. Oh no, no, the, the Fremen. Uh, no, the secret cave of atomic weapon. No, no, that was built. That was where their family stash was. I don't think it was built it when they just moved in. It, oh, no, no, no. They they moved their atomic weapons to the planet. Oh, I when think, they when, moved That's in. what I understood. Oh, when they moved in. But like, so they like, just like did a quick move of like... Yeah, when they went. Yeah, mod, atomic yeah. weapons and built that like crazy cave. No, they put it no, in the cave. They put it in oh, the, the cave. 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 That was the whole there. thing. It was point. saved in plain it, sight. It was like in a very easy, it's a place no one would think to look because it's in plain sight. That's where they hid their atomic weapons. Oh, okay. So they just brought them with the moving trucks when they moved yeah, to the with planet. The, with yeah. The, yeah. Because okay. um, remember before Paul, in the first movie, before Paul moves, it's months, if not like a year or years that the, it, 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 it's many months that, that, the Atreides people are preparing to move and Aquaman Duncan Idaho has gone out many months before to like live, to like learn about the Fremen and, and that's why he remember what a name. Yeah. So he's, he's gone out many months before them. So they've been preparing. It's not like, yeah. By the Some time the names are really interesting, like um, Leia Seydoux's <laughs> name is, she's like, my name is Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Trudeau, like <laughs> the third. <laughs> and they're just like, what? Where did that? And like Duncan Idaho, like the what is his name? Frank. I mean, I guess Frankert, you get to whatever Herbert. Herbert. <laughs> Frank Herbert. The guy who. Herbert. Yeah, but I mean, look, you get to name whoever you want. Exactly. In a space he was like, movie. you know what? I got some cool names. I'm just using them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Duncan Idaho is a very cool it's name, a very but it just cool doesn't name. seem like a space own, name. It doesn't seem like a space name. And then there's Bron Solo, right. which is Brolin, right? Josh Brolin. I think it's Warmaster Gurney. Yeah, yeah, but That's to me, I went, to me, when, like I, for, I completely Gurney. forgot his character from the first movie so when he arrived i was like so that's my that's, that's a tough my, looking that's smuggler whole, that's what i was like <laughs> that's my you don't remember him he's teaching him or whatever and then you learn about the shield because that's when vlad went to the bathroom and mm. so when he came when we got home don't go at that part no 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 when he got home he was like explain like that meaning and as i was explaining i was like this is dumb i was like he survived and then he yes and he's mining a as a cover no, he's a no, smuggler. No, he's a smuggler. But they're they're in a mining truck. No, but they yeah, a stolen one. No, they they're steal spice. spice. They steal because the Fremen are beating up the Harkonnens, so they come and they get their own spice. They get their own and spice and it. they sell it. They're they're like I thought he gangsters. was smuggling humans. Oh, he does he does smuggle he out initially, the humans. So the re, so how he connects with these smugglers is that he takes survivors and he smuggles them off planet with these okay. criminals. So like the head and then he of works the military. With them. Of the Atreus is they, just hanging out. Yeah, because every but everybody is dead. He okay. doesn't think there's any survivors. Like the few survivors know, he got off he planet. Was a very and he's the recognizable person that would get caught or something. But it's a big universe. It's a big planet, fine, and fine, he's fine, with fine. smugglers. And he just he's not like with the Harkin. bumps into his. It's not like the Harkins are not looking Tenerife for smugglers. Lily. They don't care about that. Okay, yeah, fine. And the other one, and the other one, um, not that it's a plot hole, but you take such care to make this movie. And it's a little bit like the Avatar font being papyrus. It's like after all of this, you have... I love the, the font. I know, but it's just papyrus. Beautiful. No, not the Avatar font. Oh, this, the Doom, the Doom font, font is, very, is cool. very beautiful. No, but I'm just saying like you make so... It's so beautifully done. The costumes are incredible. All the details are so incredible. And the first time we see Austin Butler, they couldn't just do another take where he's not like, come with that knife, baby. <laughs> 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 and the rest of the movie, his accent's great. But like in that one scene, it was, I, weird. It was weird. weird. So I think that because they weren't weird, even looking mis- at... Like but mistake. they weren't even really looking at his face. I think they must have gone back and been like... Just he, give us one little bit of Elvis for the for the fans. I don't know. That's just because the rest of the time he sounds like Sel- it's, I know, something weird happened with his voice. Although he was excellent, he was not great. to say that he wasn't great. Um, the, the, I will say that the amount of different accents. Star Wars has that too, where some people are American and some people are British, and they're just like go because no, it's a huge universe. But like when it's siblings, and it's when people like it, it gets a because it's intergalactic you don't know how people were raised i know it's just like batista i love batista but so batista was really interesting to me because when i saw him in it i was like they're brothers they are brothers i was like this guy is really oafy but his character is oafy which 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 worked for me now i want to get to my easter egg oh yes please please because it has to do with batista yeah i mean i do love him i don't want to knock so one of the okay so if you remember in i think it's the last jedi where right at the end of The Last Jedi, they have Finn and Captain Phasma have like one extra yes. last fight yes. that's sort of pointless, but they're like, we need a moment for Finn. Let's have this moment. So they definitely wedged in Gurney fighting Batista yeah. right at the end because he kept saying the Batista character's name, I think, or, or the Baron Harkonnen. Anyways, they let him have one last fight the two like the big fights going on and kind of stop everything to watch him just like chase him down and one on one and he just kills him and, and he kills him but the easter egg to me in that is that in 
the Guardians of the Galaxy and subsequent Avengers Endgame, Batista's, in, Batista's entire mission is to fight Thanos because Thanos killed his whole family. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he never gets to fight him one-on-one because no one can really fight Thanos one-on-one. And then in this one, and it's played by Josh Brolin. Just like the oh, reverse. right. It's the reverse. <laughs> so now it's yeah. the reverse. I'm not yeah. sure that was like but, thought through. Batista but killed his whole family. Oh, no, no. Someone was thinking about, oh, my God, we're getting the Thanos Drax standoff. Yeah. But in reverse. You think? I, it just like. Yeah. I, I, it, to I me, to me. Anyways, to me, it was a really funny Easter egg that I was like, huh, I've seen these two fight each other multiple times on screen before. Yeah. This is pretty funny. Only and. Brolin seems to keep winning, though, because Drax never really is the one who beats Thanos. But Brolin doesn't play Thanos. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Oh, that's amazing. You yeah, think it was David Harbour? Definitely. It could also be David Harbour. Somebody, Once they gave Thanos a boy. In my boy. mind, it's Ron Perlman. <laughs> you know what? I mean, he looks that's like Ron Perlman. I definitely Perlman. thought it was Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman would have been great as Thanos. Yeah, no, but it's that's why I was like, I don't know what you're saying, but that's incredible. A hundred percent. That has to be why somebody was like, let's cast Batista. That's amazing. That's such a good reverse Easter egg. Yeah. Good um, for Batista. I like, I like seeing him in all the stuff he's in. Oh, an interesting point is that Okay, and we didn't really. And his talk- character's a weenie, which I thought was pretty funny. He's like not competent. Not great. He's super dumb. Um, well, an interesting thing is that we well, didn't it's not that it. he's not dumb; it's that he's not a sociopath. And so the things that so basically to win anything, you have to be a sociopath because the, the emperor's things- like Oscar Isaac had to go because he had heart. Yeah, no. <laughs> so you have to be a complete well, psychotic. Yes, no, no, but if you think about anything. it, like what did when when Austin but Butler when Austin Butler comes in, but he just crazy. goes and he just like bombs the entire Fremen civilization community. Bautista didn't do that. He was being more strategic and trying well, to actually also fight find them. It. I think he's a bit dumb. And I think we uh, assume that Austin Butler just went and bombed the whole death, like bombed as much as he could, could until he, until he found it. Yeah. And that's what I think you're meant to just. Like, yeah. He's I, I was bummed Austin Butler's, I was, Austin Butler's character comes, what, about a quarter through the movie, a third through the movie. Mm-hmm. He was really good and menacing, and I applaud them for offing him when they did. But I'm also like, oh, I hope they have some good villains coming up sure, because be. you have all these other houses. Because you have all these other houses now. Because he was a really good um, villain. What? What I think is interesting, and we didn't really get into this, is the um, adult baby in the stomach, in the like pregnant. Well, one of the things I like, I want to, I, I, first I'm curious, like, is, is it because she drinks the blue yes, poison? So that's what I was going to say. It is confirmed that, it's, that beca- it's because, which is not, I don't think has ever been done. Like a right, mother. Because they, right, they were like, what have you done? They were right. freaking out when they realized. They're like, haven't you seen Twilight? This right. adult face well, baby. Well, that's probably where Twilight got it from. Right, so it's because she drinks the life water or whatever yeah. the warm yeah, goo. it like mutates her baby. Well, it all the knowledge oh, that right that, that she, she had, gets oh. the baby gets. So the baby has like all the history, she has knowledge. all the history, all the pain, all the like and all but, the th- of stuff and the prophecies and the visions, which also happens power. to Paul. Like that's why and that's then, like why he, when he wakes up, he's changed. And, and the he's baby like, tells and he her, can be, tells, and he's like telepathic. And yeah. the baby tells Paul, she loves him in his dream. Yeah. yeah they're siblings. Yeah. It's his sister. But like, sister. aren't you a little suspicious of this character mm. being like oh, yeah. raised well, in conversation he, with yeah, the mother? Yeah. Like, so, so isn't sister, she a challenge to him? No, the, I don't th- I don't know. I didn't read that far in the books. I only read partway through the second book. But she's not 
like she's not a child like she's not born a child she's born in this like state of yeah Unlike in poor things where people molest a child over and over and over again. It's the opposite. So she's like, she has imagined the same powers or abilities as her mother who spent an entire lifetime training in this cult, basically. And she's in utero has already that, those abilities. It's it's because of that. Um, What do you think about um, Johnny's tear of life oh it was great the yeah. teal in the desert well, spring the i would got chills so i know but like so what, so uh what sleeping beauty cinderella sleeping I love. beauty and stuff sleeping, but like sleeping beauty. it just okay. it just means that it's just all part of the prophecy like a la matrix like we don't really need to I mean, understand it, why it's it, her tear well it's prophecy. her name it's her, her name. name the desert right. spring, spring will like bring him back to bring life and that's her name because so it's just like we just go with that all the other that's what that's why people are freaking out because at every turn as it's written in the prophecy these things are and, all, and also like she would she knows how to not cry to not waste her water and then she yeah so sad and, she cries and until then Paul is saying, I'm not a Messiah. I was just trained to seem like the Messiah. Yeah. That, her name and her crying is not something we could have predicted. Right. Because the mother was even actively telling him not to be with her. Right. Right. So so that, although she did say she had a part to play and I guess she did. So. Yeah. But, Uh, but that's like what his whole thing is that like, it's not the prophecy that the mom survived the poison. She is trained in how to. You know, survive, survive, which is what he's telling himself, which is what he's telling people. It's all these things. It's the same thing. Like all of his ability, his mom has always believed she could make him the Messiah or that he is. Yeah. The fight, the the action scenes were amazing and epic. The mom is such a good character. The mom, Rebecca Ferguson's amazing. What do you, uh, what do you make of her? Have you been watching this whole press thing with her and how, Oh, I don't know who she, now everyone's trying to figure figure out out who she's throwing under the bus. One of her co-stars, she called an idiot. Number one on the call, number one on the call. And screamed at her and she calls a person. No, 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 no. no. So she, she immediately had to clarify that it like, wasn't the it wasn't, no, wasn't so it wasn't Dune it or wasn't Mission Tom, Impossible? Right, right. She was like, "Oops, <laughs> maybe it shouldn't hurt those franchises that made me a lot of money." Number one on the call sheet, who was abusive to her, and she asked that they be replaced with a tennis ball so that she could act like they just CGI the person. I guess she didn't want to work with that person, but she also said that she couldn't speak up and well, she couldn't have been. I'm trying to think what other like big movies. No, I know, but now what a great pop culture mystery now people have. To oh yeah, like, what else has she been that. in? Probably a lot people of are, people are gonna people are gonna that she made. People are gonna are, go back and watch every single one right. of her movies now because they'll be like, "Ooh, who was oh, it?" Oh, right. Now people are just gonna try to figure it out. That's yeah. great. It's, a, it's an interesting mystery. Well, I um, don't believe no. it was Hugh Jackman, so I'm gonna say no to Hugh. No, Jackman. No, she said it wasn't Hugh Jackman. Right. She affirmatively said, "Not Hugh Jackman." Now Am she's I gonna have to go and, and say then they Dwayne were in Johnson together? just spoke up with her. I guess. No, he was like, "She is a treasure, and I love her forever." When did he work with her? Tell me who the person is, and I'll take care of it. But who did he work? So now we know he's not the person. No. Or we think he's not the person. Or he's just doubling down. Or he's doubling down. Wait, wh- why would but someone her, is when like? Did she work with Hugh Jackman? Someone is Am I shitting them. The enter the great entertainer is that the what? movie? What's the movie? Oh, the greatest showman. Yeah. She's in that Ferguson. Yeah, she has. She has a smaller part, oh. but she's. In she it. does. She did Minority. Didn't no no. She didn't do Minority Report. No, but That's she's in Mission Impossible. Who's the bald adult baby in that one? In what? Oh, um, Mortimer. Uh, Emily. Emily. No, Mortimer. Um. Not Emily Mortimer. Mortimer it's Ichabod Marker. No. Um, Ichabod Crane. No, know. Mortimer Ichabod Marker. You know what that was? Yes. yes. <laughs> We're not um, going to speak about it. Hmm. But um, Okay, wait. Uh, the only thing I'm... Obviously, there's going to be a lot more like war and battles in the third. 
I'm just like not excited for more Florence Puh. Puh. Pug. Pug. Pugh. Pugh. Yeah. I'm just like, I Lord's don't, pith. I didn't find oh, And the idea character. of the two of them being married and oh. having well, sort of, ugh. couldn't they have Forza gotten. Morzadea, uh, less her. I don't it? like her character. You know who I, I would have liked, though? Like, you know who I would have liked who played the same role in Game of Thrones? Natalie Dorman. Oh. She would have been good. Well, I love. Good, but oh, by the way, on good. Elementary, a show that only mom and I mm-hmm. watch. Yes. They make Moriarty a female, and she's the Moriarty. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. And she's really menacing. She, in she, that would show. Uh, she would have been Natalie Dormer would have been good in that because she's, you know, she's good. Yeah, it's a good role for her. I uh, but I think anyways, this movie is a fabulous cinematic experience. It's a go see it in the theater experience. Yeah, and I, like. I saw perfect for an adult baby. I hope it's nominated. You know, now they have 10 movies nominated for best picture. So for me, Oh, this will get this. This has has to to be nominated for best picture. And they didn't editing. The editing is incredible. Hans Brolin playing guitar in that random scene. Who? Hans Hans Brolin? Brolin? Yeah. Who's Han Hans Brolin? Oh, 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 Hans Brolin. <laughs> That's funny. Bron Solo. Bron Solo. What's his name in the what Gurney? That's a terrible oh, name. So um, he was like sitting in that truck, like picking a guitar. But, like I enjoyed this movie. Cowboy music. This is so we, random. That scene. We've talked about all the intense. It makes sense if you read the book. Weird, dark movies that came out this past year. I enjoyed this movie so much more than all of those other movies. This was such oh, yeah. a cool I, fun I really movie. I wanna see it again. I don't know if I'm gonna get to the theaters again to see it, but I'm I'm excited to see it again. I don't need to see it again. Oh. And I still think it was like incredible. Such an experience. It was like, I would say if I was gonna see it again, it has to be in a theater. Like I'm not interested in watching this on my TV. Or on your phone. I have a really on good TV. Phone. I mean, if you have really good headphones though, you'll still vibrate when the yeah. worms come. I <laughs> really oh, the worm the worm writing was so Epic. cool. I will say more than that fight scene, I do not understand how it was filmed that he drops onto when he rides the worm for the first time and is so chaotic and it's so stressful and you don't need, he doesn't know what's up and what's down and he has to hang like that scene. I've never seen anything like that. Even more than that. Where's fight the worm riding? The worm's in the called p- Shai Halud. Really? And yeah. I think it's called S-H-A-I. It, it was in the A-I. subtitle. That's crazy. Yeah. That is weird. And we know shy in Hebrew means gift. gift. But it means Hulu. something in yeah. many languages. It's saying. a very common. It's like, it means tea in other languages. So Okay. Whatever. But I think that's pretty cool. Well, did we see worm riding in the previous movie? Yes. Uh, like, yes, yeah. but very little. You see one character sets a thumper to ride a worm, but then she gets killed before she gets on the worm. I can't believe you remember that. By and a then, worm? No, by by Harkonnens. Okay. Um, and then it's I... not clear so that they use them for transportation, though, or anything like that. But this is amazing. No, when you amazing, watch them right. go on those, I, like, just like, worm convoys. What do you think the logistics are of them getting all those people on worms? Well, like, I think... I suspect what happens is one or two people go and like get the worm and then they just sort of ride it around in circles like a monorail and people jump on before they get going. Avatar, I think once they're hooked in, they can control the worm. Yeah, because they're peeling their skin back. Right. And then they they (laughs) ride them over over the the dunes or through. Right. And then it brings them and they can tell them where to go. go. And so they must must be some sort of like. I mean, that is kind of wild. A little bit of animal cruelty, too, because they're just like peeling the worm's skin back. It's kind of like Avatar where they click in with their USBs. But but there isn't a USB. They're just using spikes. No, but it's like, look how thick that skin is. It's not hurting them. 
then how and are they, they controlling peel it back? Did you see those little mouths? <sighs> I mean, like, or it was like amazing. Orifices? That was wild. I think it's like... Every little detail. No. The little spinning wheels behind the backs of the helmets. I remember you noticed them, right? To like cool them down. To cool them down. Yeah. All of those things. Everything about the that is so fun to look at. The costumes of the of, of Rebecca Ferguson when she becomes the... the Are those tattoos or makeup? Tattoos. She tattooed her face? Well, not Ferguson. No, no, no. The, the, char- the character's yeah. face yeah. is tattooed. She has like, way more tattoos than anybody else. Like the other Well, no, there's the other have, no, there's like, another one that has no. a lot of tattoos. Yeah, but I think it's because of like if you're the like, reverend how the reverend yeah, because she's so high ranking. Okay. MVPs. It was awesome. Oh, MVPs and Dea. Fucking the best. Uh I think yeah, for me. Oof. I Shalomé uh, is going to be my MVP. I think he really yeah. I got to go with Javier Bardem. Oh, he okay. kind of, of the humor, which the movie he, did need a little bit. He of drops in at the end of that movie. The best, sorry. The best is when they're like, can't you hear his accent? He's from the South. And I like, turned it back and I was like, he's from Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear his accent. I, I loved his character because he is both uh, a mentor, but this intense believer, but then also very funny. But sometimes you're laughing at him because he believes. I, I just enjoyed him. Was I enjoyed him so yeah. much in that movie. Yeah. Kind of fun to see him and Brolin in the same movie, right? Yeah. Uh, no Country for Old, old Men. Yeah. Uh, really fun to see them together in this. And really fun to see those characters kind of evolve in the same space together. Javier Bardem looked much bigger than Brolin. Brolin looks teeny in this movie compared to Javier Bardem. Mm. Uh, and then I think the Harkonnens, which or just kind of like bald weirdos in the other movie. I really enjoyed them and their planet when they showed a little bit of their planet and mm-hmm. just the like grossness of Stellan Skarsgård was so well done. So well done. It was so interesting and fun. And I, so I really liked all, those were my general MVPs. I think they were those. I mean, the, things, the, perf- the things that people are saying about him are like, it happens rarely, but there are some moments in cinema when an actor is at the peak of their powers and can capably and convincingly carry an entire scene on their shoulders, making the other actors in the audience feel like they're dancing on a string. This was his moment. Who? Who? Like of Ch- Chalamet. Like he, yeah, he's, he's just he's a commanding good. performance. I think when film. he does the switch after drinking the life water, like his whole progression, it tracks so well. He's I think he, he makes it... I- he makes it some. He just makes it so believable. Right, because you have to be able to get him oh. when you pick him for the role. He's got to be the naive. Yeah, he can do both. Kid, he's the and then he has to be turned into this dictator when, at the very end. When Even he, if he's benevolent, when he stomps his foot to have the emperor like bow down to him, like no, it, like just the voice. It's when he uses scary. The voice, I was like, yo, it like <laughs> you go. Huh? I was like, I'm paying attention. Don't worry, I'm paying attention. <laughs> like it, you, okay. Someone it, I will believe you that him. Oscar myself, Timothy. Did you I have an LVP? It. Obviously not a performance because everyone in this movie. Oh yeah, Florence Pugh. Yeah, yeah. Florence Pugh. Yeah, she might she be interesting looked. in the next Maybe movie. Her, I think like, she was just. I know that she just had to be that role. I feel like she's. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I act like I'm an agent or something. Like she's a bit overexposed at the moment. Like she, she's I a little just, overexposed. She's in everything, and I feel like she's everywhere. And. It takes you a little bit out of the movie that, like, whereas Anya T- Taylor-Joy, who's in a lot of stuff, you're, like, excited to see because she's so well cast for that she's role. So well cast. Whereas as a, a, the daughter's name is Aaliyah or Alia or something yeah. like that. Oh, interesting. 
Well, there's mm-hmm. a lot of well, we can't. Have we a can't. We're not going to. We'll, we'll have a non. But there are a lot of layers to this. Anyways, whereas Pooh could have been, it, like I feel like it could have been anyone, and maybe would have been more interesting to have an actor. It that was, It literally could have been every movie. Right. It could have been absolutely it, anyone. It, yeah. It could have been uh, like the male. queen from the queen from the one whose groceries Jose carried. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Butterworth, Eliza yeah, Butterworth. It could have been. A, a, yeah. I think it could have been a lot of. Actors. But we also don't know what's coming. Right. And and, and to well, like Florence, Zendaya in the first movie, she's barely in it. And and, Flo- and and Florence Pugh, to her credit, is a great actress. It, like Don't she Worry, Darling, actor. which people made such a big deal about not being good, which I really really liked. No, no, she she's was a very, very good, good actor. She's good in it. But. Um, and she's, you know, but she is annoyed. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, what other things? Um, okay, let's just. I'm gonna buy rent meh the the scars guards, not the real life scars the guards. Har- the, the Harkonnen. The so because ba- then Al- Batista, <laughs> Batista, Stellan, and Elvis are also evil. But how would you buy rent meh? You have to buy. You have to buy Elvis. I think because he. Is the mm, he's the like not Darth Vader because he's obviously not Vader, but he's the I mean, even well, like that's interesting. He's the he, instrument. He's the instrument, and he is the damaged. Like like my, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he puts his hand in the box, and then after they explain his like psychological evaluation. He like enjoyed it. Right. Like not the actual, but you don't really see the black box scene. He just sticks his hand in and they have the poison on his neck and then that's it. It cuts to them explaining it and you already Mm -hmm. back in the theater. Um, and so I will say that like when they're like, he's a sociopath, enjoys pain, but is sexually has issues. And, Mm -hmm. and they like do this like psychoanalysis of him. I, like, I was like, Oh, this is a, they're making the villain so, I don't know, villainous that I thought like, that's cool. Um, then I'm going to rent Batista because he's so cute and he's trying and I like him, even though he sounds out of place for being in space. He's, I don't know where he's from. He's, he sounds like he's from New York or something. But he's from, he played Drax in guardians he's, of the galaxy. He yes. literally, his most significant role is in space. In space. And then, and maybe it's just really hard to not see him as Drax. And then um, yeah. I'm only Mang uh, Jabba the Skarsgård because he's so gross. Like, it's so gross so that gross. it's so well done, but so, it's really, truly so disgusting. I reverse that order? Yeah, same. I think... I buy Skarsgård. I didn't even realize it was. Him. I mean, once I realized, I, realized I buy him because he's so grotesque, just so gross, and the way he's like always levitating, and when when and, there's and when you he, can tell he's also a sociopath because he just like murders indiscriminately as well. And the nephew, the reason why I can't put the nephew in first place is as threatening and as dangerous as he seemed. He's still only when they put him in that gladiator scene. He he kills like two drugged starving prisoners it's a and great, then another it's a starving great, prisoner but that great, one isn't drugged it's a great red herring though because you well, cause make, he, it makes you think, you think he's, he's not, not, a, good not a good fighter but he isn't that great no at the end with the end with Sha- at the end with Shalame, yeah, they have a big fight no, but offs he is that great but he's just pathetic and wants to like oh. be able to torture like win in a like killing for the sake of killing right, killing right. for oh, the sake of no honor killing and because he like doesn't want to put himself at risk he's just a pretty boy but he, but he is that but good. he does tell those um uh, fawns from yeah. from 
Yeah, from what's it from called? The, the labyrinth. Pan's labyrinth. Pan's labyrinth. To stop. To stop getting involved. Stabbing the guy he's fighting. <laughs> Which is that's a great scene. Um, also, all shot in black and white. That whole. All of their stuff is in black and white, which is... Is it really black and white, black and white? Yeah. Or they're just... Oh, that was really interesting. Yeah, they're the... Except the binoculars, which had color, which was interesting, too. Because the binoculars would... It was right. like... The, it was the sun. It was the black sun from their planet right. that made everything look that way. It was yeah. so cool. So yeah. cool. And so the black cool. teeth. He's black teeth. Yeah. Yeah, it was very... They asked him, um, uh, like, found... No, uh, someone, uh, Seth Meyers, asked him. And he was like, I just didn't brush my teeth for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like it was really easy to do that. It's no. really fun. Of, uh, um, okay, what? So, uh, buy other movie. Huge buy. Huge buy. Double buy. Buy in yeah. the theater. Go buy in, the, in buy. the theater. Go in the nice. If you theater watch it at home or you watch it on an iPad. Like you don't complain that you're bored. Like I. Like, right, right. Like that is and, not the right experience. You'll be distracted. Not the right experience. If this you're going to watch it anyways and watch it at home or watch it on your iPad and you're going to be into it, that's great. Just don't complain. Yeah. Because it is an experience and. Um, I don't know if we should also do like a bub at the beginning to explain this, but if you have to pee in this movie, the moment to go and you got to go fast. Becky went the fastest person I've ever seen. That was pee. amazing. After Austin, you need Butler. to scope out where the bathroom is before you're going. Do your research. Be prepared. And after Austin Butler has Put the Coliseum fight. Yeah, when the or nun honestly, you've never met before. Shows I think from up. any time from the Coliseum no, fight. I think the Col- to, yeah, the, as soon as the Coliseum fight is he, over, and he goes and yells at his uncle, "You could have killed me," and the uncle's like, "Happy birthday! I'm going to make you emperor." Yeah. Maybe you should watch. You that need part. that part. You so after that, part, that conversation, as soon as Skarsgård and Elvis finish their talk and Go, they're okay. doing his birthday celebration, which is just him walking down a very long dark hallway while. F- weird yucky fireworks are going on outside they're like how can we make fireworks yucky they <laughs> managed to do it and so he's just walking down this hallway alone um the uh leia sidhu margot thatcher whatever her friggin long name is just basically tells him she does the yeah the black box thing with him to see if he is a potential savior and nothing happens she explains everything in the next scene so you can just miss their little chit chat it's very. It's so very, it's, the Harkin and Bloodline must have something to do with that because he's one, and so is Atreides now. Well, sure. The, She's the, cooking a baby yeah. too. Yeah. Right. Okay. What other things have people been watching? Oh, I saw Next Goal wins with Fassbender. With Fassbender, Taika Waititi. Um, it was very cute. It had some nice like. Taika offbeat humor that's always really enjoyable. But overall, I'd give it like, you know, like a rent. Like you might enjoy watching with your kids, but it wasn't like the best Taika movie, but it was it was sweet. It was a good sick day movie. I was home in bed with strep and I and I watched that. And and I watched for what was Lily's second time, season two of uh Life and Beth, yeah. So oh, I haven't watched that yet. One of the movie I've seen in a long time is season yeah. two, Life and Beth. Phenomenal. Highly recommend. I loved it. Um, I watched Good Grief, the Daniel Levy movie oh. um, that he wrote and directed. It's very sweet. It's got an interesting twist. It's not your like just it's a, a movie about a guy grieving his husband, but there's a bit of a twist in that. Um, the cast is great. It's a, but it's you're that's what you're getting into. Like it's like a more sad movie, but I was PMSing, so it was very appropriate. Um, I needed to like to have some feels. And then I watched the after a short film nominated for an Oscar. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's about, I think 15 minutes. It's 
I did not know what it was about and nearly like threw up five minutes into it. Ooh, so I think maybe not... read what it's about. Before, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if that was the, I don't know. I, it's very, it's, it's a bit of a hard to watch. What's it about? Um, it's a guy, who, it's a father who's grieving. I don't, I'm not gonna say I don't, I'm not going to watch yeah. it. No, it's, thank you. Um, yeah, it's a bit much and I, I'm, I'm a bit, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm s- s- surprised. The acting is amazing. It's David, I yell, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm terrible at names, but. I'll look it up. Um, he, yeah, it's beautifully acted, but it is a hard. Doesn't film. sound like my kind of movie. No, it's not. But, you know, David Ailowo. Ailowo. Anyways, he's brilliant in it. And then I watched uh, Roadhouse with Shy. The original. The original. I want to watch the original. Slightly fast forward. To get ready. We fast forwarded some scenes. It's insane. Because we didn't have a lot of time. So we it just ex- kind of jumped in. explains 100% like how the 80s happened. I can't wait. I have to watch it in, in preparation for the new one, which I'm so excited for. I don't know why or how they could possibly make an, another version of this film. It makes no sense. But they did it with Lily, Jake can Dylan. you also just tell us and admit how much did that movie essentially, like your husband claims to have all this martial arts training. I don't think so. I think he just copies things from this movie it's, because I there's. I will say there, Patrick Swayze in this movie is v- like alarmingly similar to my husband's like life. Like philosophy. when he gives, <laughs> he's, when he's training the bouncers and he gives them like the three steps. It sounds just like when he's giving the pep talk about when you use Mugendo and when you don't. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, Swayze, like Swayze forever. It's just the best. It's just to watch him on screen and I, to have a movie I haven't seen of his was really mm-hmm. fun. So yeah. Okay, so I have I have a bunch of things. First of all, finish. I'm reading off my Substack list, yeah, which will be published in Substack. Exactly. Can someone add mine? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Becky and Be- Becky's intern, Shy and Lily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I watched. Okay, so I finished True Detective, which Lily and I have a True Detective oh. finale coming up next week with a returning guest, uh, Elizabeth Piper, uh, who directed the. What? Dark offerings. So I don't have to go to that episode. You don't have to go to that episode. <laughs> so you don't have to go to that because you didn't, you, you didn't watch it. So we're going to do a finale, a special mm-hmm. finale episode. And so just everyone who hasn't watched it, watch it. But I know some people who are watching it. Howie and I have been discussing it. Uh, and then let's see. I watched, and I can't remember with like the order we've been doing things. I, I may have mentioned some of these before. I know a bunch of them are in, uh, in past Substack issues, but. Godzilla King of Monsters in general the MonsterVerse movies I'm very in on them we saw a preview for Godzilla X-Kong the oh. new one coming uh and I just love those movies they do a great they're just over the top and fun and great big screen adventures and the monsters have really been developed over the course of the movies now so I'm very into it um I saw this movie Maggie Moore's which was directed by Robert Slattery from Mad Men, starring John Hamm. I really want to see that. Is that new or is it an? Uh, old it's like I think it came out this old. year, but maybe it was made a couple years ago, uh, or it came out in 2023. And it stars John Hamm and Tina Fey. But it is not a comedy. When I saw John Hamm and oh. Tina Fey, I thought it was going to be like Thirty Rock a- style. It, it's not a drama drama. It's like a kind of Fargo esque small town crime story. Good? Far more optimistic than 
a Coen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. But at first, I because I was like, wait, what did I get myself into? But as the movie went on, I felt like it really paid off. And I think John Hamm in particular was really he is he's in most of the movie. Tina Fey's a side character, but he he, he was really good in it. I really I, this was like a slow climb to me really liking it and i really really liked it and then i've been on this kick of watching old movies so i watched the conversation with gene hackman francis ford movie um which is about uh a uh a guy it's a little bit like blowout with travolta it's a guy is a surveillance person and it's about him overhearing what he thinks is a plot for a murder and then he gets kind of into this web of paranoia and um it's hard to evaluate it based on how they make movies today because in the seventies, you know, they have these like long stretches in the middle, but, uh, it's a movie where the sound is like really, really important, which was really fun. And, but I finished this movie and his character, who is this surveillance guy who's very paranoid, who lives off the grid, who doesn't have a phone and has glasses. And I'm like, is this character supposed to be the guy from enemy of the state? (laughs) Yeah. And then, so I Googled it and it's never acknowledged because the character in the state has a different name. But in the enemy of the state, when they show a young picture of him, they show a picture from the conversation. <gasps> so it's like this either, oh, it's either an Easter egg or like, like, a, like a tribute oh. or it, might be a it tribute. is actually the same character or it might be a tribute. and they just don't have the same name because he wouldn't have the same name. Why would he use the same name? Anyways, but I was watching this being like, it was such an interesting conclusion to come to because I haven't seen enemy of the state in so many years Great movie. but now i'm gonna rewatch it but i'm now gonna rewatch it thinking it's the same character because it's the same like it's a totally mm-hmm. believable evolution of that character mm-hmm. so that was a really fun thing and then um i'm in the middle right now of watching and also i'll report back on this the hustler with paul newman mm. uh and uh george c scott and um uh, uh, Jackie Gleason plays a guy named Minnesota Fats. Cool. Which is a great name, which is the is a great real prequel, although I don't know if it was intended ever to have a sequel, but it is the real prequel, or not prequel, it's the first installment of the movie Color of Money, mm. which takes Paul Newman's yeah, character yeah, yeah. and spins it forward 20 years. Right. So I'm kind of watching these like old characters anyways I'm, I'm 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 on this kick i'm really enjoying it watching these more like patient older movies um that's been a lot of fun uh with that thanks for doing this in person in person um it was so fun to see the movie in person together and then do this episode it was really fun love you guys love, love you bye. bye thank you for listening to friday night movie the sibling rivalry and pop culture podcast Join the Friday Night Movie family by following at Fry Night Movie on all of the socials and visiting our website, FryNightMovie.com. Our theme song is by What Does It Eat? And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.